Do you swaddle babies in your family? How many of you come from families that swaddle babies? How many of you come from families that don't? Okay. So I don't know if there's an active debate about swaddling or not, but a newborn baby, as we know, is used to the warm, safe womb, and the outside world, by contrast, can be loud and bright and cold, and that leaves the baby flailing around. And when done safely, lying on their back, when they're very newborn, like maybe the first month or two before they can flip over, swaddling can be an option for families. And if you come from a swaddling family like I do, then you know that in that case, swaddling is a great comfort. It's a cozy embrace, and it feels like the safe womb again. And it may help the baby transition to life outside of the womb. Flailing around at any age is no fun. We don't want to be untethered. We don't want to be disconnected or lonely, fending for ourselves in the cold world. My kids as babies would wiggle out of their swaddling blankets at about 3 a.m., just when we were really getting good sleep. And they would cry and yell, and we'd check on them, We'd try to feed them, look at their diaper, nothing, nothing. They didn't need anything. They just wanted to be swaddled again. So we got really good at kind of using double blankets to secure them so they wouldn't flail about and wake up distressed. Perhaps you find yourself flailing about a little bit. Maybe it's because of health issues that you're experiencing, either acute or chronic or a combination of both. You could be flailing about because you have concern over loved ones. Maybe it's your children or your grandchildren or your parents. It could be financial issues. It could be loneliness. We're so connected with our smartphones now, and yet people feel more isolated and lonely than ever. Or you could be flailing about just because you're running from one thing to another and stuck in traffic, busy beyond belief. Our country seems to be flailing about right now, too, wouldn't you say? The impeachment proceedings are a historical moment. In a way, it's a good civics lesson for all of us to understand how our democracy is supposed to work and to get back to the ideals of our good governance. The Senate, of course, should rise above partisan politics to work for the common good, to figure out how do we function in a healthy, constructive way as a country. Our congregation here in Castro Valley is doing very well. Participation is great. We have a lot of exciting things going on. We just brought on our new music director, Tim Gabriel. We received generous donations over Christmas. Thank you very much. And we just started our new Superheroes of Faith program for kids on Wednesday. But even in the midst of all that good mission and ministry, somebody wrote hate speech on our sign out front Right above where it says all are welcome in that blank space, somebody took a marker and wrote no gays, which we couldn't believe. We were shocked by that. And we cleaned it off immediately and no one's returned to deface our church property. But that is a hate crime and it's unacceptable. So even when things are going well, there are ugly things that happen. And I wonder who wrote that on our sign out front because whoever they are, They're flailing about, and they need to be embraced. You can't spew hate speech when you feel safe and cozy. You would never do that. As the saying goes, hurt people hurt people.
Wouldn't it be great if we could just swaddle grown-ups and all the haters out there, walk around with little Christian blankets and say, you look like you need a swaddle. Can I swaddle you? May I wrap this around you to comfort you? It'd be wonderful. And I think whoever wrote the hate speech on our, on our sign really needs a good swaddle. And that begs the question, how does Jesus swaddle us now? How does Jesus embrace us to comfort us and bring out the best in us? Well, Jesus used somebody to fish for you and catch you. Maybe it was your parents bringing you as a baby to be baptized. Maybe it was a friend bringing you to church. Maybe it was a nanny or a babysitter teaching you Bible songs or reading you Bible stories about God's love. Perhaps it was a family member at home telling you about Jesus. Maybe it was someone here at church praying for you through a difficult time. Whatever it was, Jesus caught you, and now you're here at Faith Lutheran. You're also out in the world as a Christian. So know that the comforting swaddle of Jesus is always with you wherever you go. Since we're already caught, Jesus invites us to include others. So Jesus invites us to drop our nets. And there's two meanings to this. Drop your net, leaving something that's catching you behind that you don't want to be caught in anymore. And drop your net to welcome others into God's love to catch people. James and John, the sons of Zebedee, dropped their nets and they left the family business to follow Jesus and be part of the 12 disciples. And one of the pastors at our pastor's Bible study said, maybe those two sons were loafers. Maybe they were lazy and he wasn't sad to have them leave. And we said, no, we're pretty sure he wanted two workers. We're pretty sure he wanted those two sons to help with the family business. But they didn't. They dropped it and they followed Jesus. And then Jesus taught them how to fish for people. So prayerfully consider where you are with Jesus right now in your life. Are you overwhelmed or lonely and just need to be swaddled? If so, Jesus is right here for you, and your church is here for you. We can put you on the prayer list. Embrace church so that church can embrace you. The more you participate in church, the more you'll feel God's love. Come to our Bible studies, join our choirs, participate fully in church. Perhaps you're done being swaddled and you're ready to reach out. Ask Jesus where to drop a net, how to reach people with good news. As we emerge from our time being swaddled and are open, Jesus will use us to reach others with God's love. And sometimes it's as simple as inviting them to church with you or giving them your undivided attention and listening. Just like in the kids' sermon, who knew that a man living outside really just wanted his teddy bear to be safe and dry? That's the deep listening that we can do as Christians to find out what people's needs truly are so that we can have them caught by Jesus. And you'll notice that there's a flow to this where Jesus swaddles us to comfort us and then Jesus sends us back out into the world to reach others and then we might need comfort and swaddling again. And it might be one aspect of your life needs the comfort and swaddling from Jesus, whereas another aspect of your life is all ready to go out and share. It could be in your home life, 
you just want to be comforted and nurtured by Jesus, but then in your work life or in your neighborhood or your community volunteering, you're ready to go out and really share the good news. Let Jesus embrace you today with God's love, and then go share that love with the world. Amen.